What's up, everybody? Welcome to For New Eyes Only, the James Bond retrospective podcast where I'm watching the movies for the first time. Nathan, it's been a little while. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty well, man. Um, just been catching up on my reading, catching up on my movies. Uh, and, you know, it. it <laughs> it's funny... Uh, the next episode we're doing is we're going to do something a little different this time, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, but well, the next episode we're doing got pushed back a little bit. Uh, you know, personal things get happen, but uh, it gave me an opportunity to watch, rewatch, and re rewatch uh, <laughs> the next the next movie and uh, changed my perception on it a little bit uh, from from before. So uh, it's kind of the fun thing about doing this show is like I'm kind of discovering new things about about this series that I I already love. Um, But yeah, uh, how have you been, man? I'm I'm doing pretty good. As you said, you know, some life stuff, you know, life stuff gets in the way sometimes. So that's why it's been a little bit of a gap between live and let die and and where we're going to be going. Man with the Golden Gun is coming next. But we're doing a little bit of a special episode here. Yeah. Call it a mini-sode, mini-episode if you want to. Uh, But we've had such a great response on the videos that we've put out so far and our reviews of the movies and my perspective as a first-time viewer and people that have been watching these movies for a long time Mm -hmm. have left us some great comments on our videos so i figured it would be a great idea to highlight some of the comments we've gotten on some of our videos and sort of talk about them a little bit yeah i mean like i've learned some stuff from our listeners slash viewers i mean yeah you know it's funny that the premise of this show being i'm a huge fanboy guiding you through these movies and i do want to make it clear I am not an expert. I'm not a scholar when it comes to James Bond. I just I just have so much passion for this character, for this franchise. It's something that always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, like, the whole idea of this show is just me sharing that joy with you, one of my dearest friends. Um, so just just to make that clear, I am cool with corrections and, and any kind of trivia you guys want to throw my way. Because, like, I, I'm, I'm never through learning about this character. Yeah, and and one of the things that I was quite shocked by is the people, some of the people that are leaving comments are people that were, you know, alive in their 20s when Thunderball came out. Like, Gosh, they, yeah, they, that was rad. They experienced the, theater, mm-hmm. the, the theatrical experience of going to see the newest Bond movie. Yeah. We don't really care for Diamonds Are Forever all that much, but hearing some of these people talk about, like, when they went to the theater and saw it when they were 20, it was a massive success and they were all just like standing up cheering in the theater because Connery was back as Bond. Right, of course. My name is Bond. James Bond. Well, and the same thing with Thunderball. Like, I I fully understand that, like, that movie was a a revelation and it's still, it it is, it it changed the course of undersea photography. I mean, Mm. it literally is like a, a, a watershed moment in action filmmaking. It doesn't play super uh, compelling now, but it, that does not take anything away from how impressive that movie is. No, not not at all. Like uh, we completely respect the filmmaking aspect of these. One hundred percent. Yes. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, we've talked about the car chases in these movies, the boat chases. We've got plenty more car chases and boat, cha- boat Boy, chases. Boy, howdy, do we ever! <laughs> I have a specific note that uh, for for Man with the Golden Gun when. I started laughing and I was like I want to know how Josh felt about this just knowing what you said about live and let die 
uh, uh, yeah, I'm chomping at the bit to talk about that tonight as well. Well, we will be we will be getting Man with the Golden Gun out for everybody as soon as possible. We're actually going to record that tonight as well, but we wanted to we wanted to take the time to showcase people who have been listening, people who have been watching, and people who have given us some some pointers, some comments, uh, yeah. some, some positives, some negatives. So yeah. we just wanted to point a couple of those things out and talk about right. them a little bit. Uh, again. I, I'm watching all these movies for the first time, so if I'm saying anything out of line, absolutely, you can call me out on it. <laughs> and we want this show to be fun. Like, we want yeah. it, like, fun for us and fun for the listener. And so, yeah, if if if, uh, if you have constructive feedback, we're super into it. Uh, absolutely. For sure. And I know, you know, James Bond is like Batman to some people. I mean, he's probably equal to Batman for you. He's pretty close. Uh, this yeah. is this is a guy that people hold in high regard that they've My been Trinity, watching. it's Batman, Spider-Man, and James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great team up right there. I'd watch it for yeah. sure. Yeah, big time. But, you know, I understand this is sacred to people and I don't want mm-hmm. to tarnish anybody's view of James Bond with my opinions. But that's exactly what they are is opinions. Yes. So yeah. everybody's got them. Some are good. Some are bad. But this is what this show is. It's me mm-hmm. giving my take on watching these old Bond movies now. And mm-hmm. I can only think of it in the headspace that I am currently as a 42 year old adult. Sure. So, it's just the, the life that I've lived and what I've experienced and how these movies resonate with me as a, as a 42-year-old man now. Mm-hmm. That's that's the opinions that I'm giving when I watch these movies. So Yeah, for sure. Again, like if I'm if I'm ruining anything for anybody by, <laughs> by giving you my opinions, I am very sorry, but it's all in good fun. And one of the things that I think is so so joyful about watching these movies is you can you can literally chart the change in filmmaking like you can chart the history of filmmaking watching the bond movies at least modern you know uh, action blockbuster popcorn filmmaking you know i I, last week i decided to rewatch um tomorrow never dies for the first time in years and had a blast but it was also just like wow like this is this is a 90s fucking bond movie you know uh when when we get into man with the golden gun we can talk about changing trends in 1970s filmmaking Mm -hmm, um and uh you know i i just think that it's so fun to look at these as the time capsules they are but also you know uh, as a sort of a historical record and as a historical record you know there are things there are things in our history that haven't held up very well or that are you know we, we aren't particularly proud of and and i think one of the things that has come up with some of our commenters that i i'd love to approach you know right off the bat get get the get the hard stuff out of the way if that's right, cool right um I hope my, my sincere hope is that, you know, we we've we've leveled some criticisms at elements of these movies that have not aged particularly well. And uh, my intention is to never come across as performative in any way um, or that I'm casting judgment on these movies. I get that things change with the times, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there are things that that were that were in movies on silver linings playlist my other podcast we've talked about movies from the early 2000s where we can't believe people are just using the f slur left and right you know and we just it's just not really done now and at the time like that was just a joke you could make and it was you know an instant laugh line and now you know i i just feel like we love these movies like but that doesn't mean that there are there aren't elements to them 
that mm. we wish uh, weren't that, that, that are a little ugly. You know, like I, I like Goldfinger a lot. The fact that Bond holds a woman down and kisses her until she's not gay anymore fucking sucks. What would it take for you to see things my way? A lot more than you've got. Um, and I think that it's okay for us to talk about these things uh, and still, you know, find and still find a, a entertainment value in the intentions of the filmmakers. I don't think that anybody set out to make, uh, you know, there, I don't think that anybody had like bad intentions making these movies. Right. Um, right, some folks, are, you know, the, the filmmakers are just, you know, it's, it's all, it's all a sign of the times. It's, it's the time yeah. that you're making these movies in. And that's something that, that some commenters have brought up as well. Mm-hmm. Like this was the time these movies came out. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like the conversation you have about grandma and grandpa, you know, they grew up in a different time. It's so just, different it's for some, them. they're going to say some stuff that's not going to hit right. I'm sure this ain't exactly your debut with this sort of thing. Right. And that's really what it is. Is like, you know, live and let die. It's a movie that I love so much. That doesn't mean that I wish the representation in it was a little stronger. Right. Uh, but that being said, um, it is it is 100% a product of its time. I mean, it's coming out uh, around movies like Shaft and Foxy Brown right. and Dolomite. And, and they're jumping on those trends. And it's a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun with it. Um, but I think, you know, any kind of analysis deserves a little bit of time to talk about the things that are, are uncomfortable. I've read most of the Fleming novels, something we'll we'll get into a little bit later, mm-hmm. yep. that there are very ugly elements where his personal prejudices showed through in the text. Yes. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that I think James Bond is an abhorrable character, that I don't enjoy the escapism and excitement of these stories. But there are things that I, you know, uh, I I don't particularly embrace (laughs) in the text. If if we were writing Bond now, we would write it a little differently. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, even. And and in fact, you will see that as the movies go on, you know, um, no, no real spoilers here. But when we get into the 80s and the Dalton era, uh, Bond's written a little more monogamously because you when these movies, these movies are coming out at the height of the AIDS epidemic, you know, right. and, or the AIDS crisis. And people are like, well, we, we probably it shouldn't put a character on screen and idealize someone sleeping around willy nilly, you know, yeah. as while while we're still figuring out this scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I think the character has grown with the times and, and you know, <laughs> You look back on old Justice Society comics and Superman is spanking Wonder Woman because she yeah. got out of line. Uh, that's not fucking happening in 2023 DC Comics, you know, nope, nope. Um, and it doesn't mean that there is no value in older superhero comics. It just means that, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing that anymore. Exactly. Um. <laughs> and, you know, one thing I do want to bring up is someone did call out, you know, how we were we were pointing out the fact that. All of the black characters in Live and Let Die were quote Majority unquote, of them. bad characters. But yeah. they 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 managed to say, you know, you, you don't care about Harry Strutter. When he shows up, he actually saves the day in one point. And yeah. yes, there's a very good point to that, but there's also the point that Harry's not really treated with a whole lot of you know fanfare or excitement. Right. Or I mean he's yeah. he's in two scenes of the movie and then killed mm-hmm. in the in the third scene he's in. Uh, but that is a that is a fair point from from one of our viewers. That's a great character. That's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Love to 
see I would love to see more of him. It doesn't really negate the fact that there are issues with the representation in the movie, but that is a fair point. There are attempts, you know, and right. it was new territory for the Bond movies. So, you know, it is still uh you know, it, it's still commendable that the movie took Bond out of his comfort zone, put him in this kind of situation, cast an actor of Yafet Kodo's caliber as the lead actor. I, I think that that listener uh, makes a very valid point. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, and we're, we're talking about character within all of this. Yes. The, the acting performances in, in Live and Let Die are phenomenal. We did nothing but praise the actor who played Teehee's performance yeah. in that movie. We did nothing but praise Yafet Kato's performance in that movie. So, And my goal here is to not sound super defensive. Right. I just, I, I do think, you know, it, it's worth restating some of our intentions and, and to say that, like, we we do love that movie. I I mean, I think I love it a little bit more than you do, but uh, <laughs> it's a fun time, man. I don't I yeah. don't dislike Live and Let Die at all. But it is these are these are difficult conversations, and I think they're worth having when you go through these movies. And uh, and again, we're looking at this, you know, 50 years on, like literally yeah. like 50 years later we're just thinking in terms of like, okay, well, what, what would we have done differently or, or how would this movie have been made now? And maybe I'm wrong, you know, I, but it, I think it's worth pointing out some of the things that don't sit right with us. Right. Um, just in the same way that I, I would with any film that came out now, or if I, if I saw something that, you know, just hit different, you know, I, you know, it's worth having a conversation about. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's some of the negative we've heard so far. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of things that I'll address. And even in, then, I don't through. necessarily, I don't even necessarily think it's a negative comment. It's right. just, you know, it's, it's worth, I think it's worth pointing out uh, my, my point of view. Um, but also saying that, yeah, I love these movies. Like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be performative. I'm not trying to uh, be quote unquote woke. It's just, uh, it. I, I'm just saying, you know, observations you know right. and, and you coming to this as someone who's never seen it before with 50 years of history between then and now mm-hmm. i think it's a i think it's a fair i think it's a fair reaction right right you know i i fully respect the whole you know masculine male hero aspect of the bond sure. movies but i also don't like when bond's slapping girls around whether they're villains sure. or not it just doesn't <laughs> sit well with me so right. that's just my opinion as i said yeah but can you so, imagine if Spider-Man did that in like one of these movies? He just punched yeah. Zendaya like we'd all lose our minds. Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zendaya yeah. would throw Spider-Man off of a oh, building. Zendaya would wreck his shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Zendaya, Zendaya. We should also mention the Lazenby, Lazenby of it all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We literally just before we started recording, a comment popped up on the mm-hmm. uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service episode. I thought it was funny and I felt we needed to bring up. Totally. This comment comes from Phil Newton slash England. I guess he's from England. Uh, And his comment was, funny how one of you pronounced it Lazenby and the other Lazenby. And in fact, halfway through that episode, I change it. And it's because I've heard both yes. I, I have heard both i i believe he says late like george lazenby himself says lazenby so i'm inclined to go with his pronunciation 
And anybody who has watched our VHS files episodes uh-huh. and l- listened to our podcast on there, you would know that I'm terrible with names in general. Uh-huh. So the fact that I'm even saying someone's name is usually a gift. But, uh, you know, pronunciations, I will get them wrong. Uh, feel free to call me out on it all you want to. It's, it doesn't bother me, but I did find that comment pretty funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, you know, and it it is, uh, hang on one sec. I want to check this. I want to double check. Lazenby. Lazenby. Okay. Lazenby. So then never mind. I'm an asshole. (laughs) 28 year old George Lazenby, a former car salesman from Australia. And to be fair, I don't think they were trying to point out which way is right and which way is wrong. It's just that we were saying it differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know. No, absolutely. I've I, like, I've heard it both ways. Google says Lazenby. George Lazenby says Lazenby. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably you know, he knows his name. You know I, who we're talking about. Yeah. 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 But it, it is funny <laughs> when we were re-listening to that episode, uh, when I was re-listening to that episode, when it dropped, I was like, I don't remember saying it like that. And then I started saying it differently, like at the hour mark. And I was like, what happened in my brain? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, it's, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's nothing so more nerve-wracking than going back and listening to an episode or something and going you know no, noticing you did something completely wrong totally and like, damn it why didn't i catch that you know totally uh that's there's the- there's a there's an episode uh of silver linings playlist uh where where my co-host and i say uh a character's name in a in a uh, denny villeneuve film like completely differently the whole time like yeah. each of us like both of us are adding different consonants that like aren't in the it's it happens. It happens. Well, I mean, we watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Denny Villeneuve is a perfect example because uh-huh. people pronounce that name wrong all the time. And I don't sure, even sure. know what the right pronunciation of it is. So <laughs> I might have just said it wrong and I might have even proved my point more. We're going to get um, the comments. It's D- Denny Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's seen Keenery. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to point out a couple of comments that we got on the Live and Let Die episode that yeah. I thought were great. Uh, one of totally. them comes from Martin Barrett, I believe is the name. OK. Um, Loving these Bond videos. They just get better and better. I'm so glad I found this channel. Well, Martin, Aww, we're, we're glad so you nice. found the channel as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I know they don't come out as often as some people have probably wanted. I have gotten comments where people are like, when's the next episode coming out? Oh, yeah. And and that's the one thing I do want to lay out as we're talking about this as well. Is, I mean, Nathan and I do this when we can, as often as we can. Yeah. Um, but we both have a lot of different things going on. Totally. This was This was one of those things that we were like, we're going to do this, but it's going to be no pressure. We'll do it when we can. Yeah. Because when, it, when it becomes an obligation, it becomes a little less fun. Yes. Uh, and, and, and that's ultimately what this is about, is enjoying the joy of discovery for you and right. the joy of revisiting for me. Yeah. And and it's funny because. And these movies are long. Like right, they typically right. are pretty long. And, and, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is the Bond episodes are really getting a lot more views than some of the other videos on the VHS files. Feed. Yeah. And I thank you guys so much for that. I'm so glad yeah. that you're liking the episodes. But It was so cool to drop that rock episode and have so many views. Yes. Within like 24 hours. Like, yes. like, like everyone checking this out. I sincerely thank you. Like, even if you don't love everything we have to say, like, thank you so much for taking the time to watch it and for leaving comments. Like I, I, and I hope that again, like I, I hope that us doing a response episode doesn't discourage anybody from leaving us feedback. 
Uh, we had another uh, positive comment on the Live and Let Die. Uh, you guys should have way more views. This is top-notch Bond discussion. Uh, but, what ha- but what happened to part one? So I want to go ahead and put this out there as well, if anybody's watching this. Oh, right, because part one got copyrighted, right? Copystriked? That's another thing that puts a little bit of a damper on the Bond episodes, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a typical thing with YouTube. We're using a lot of footage from these movies, and I'm trying to figure out where the sweet spot is in yeah. YouTube stuff for that. But we do get copyright claims on some of these videos when I do the first pass, so mm-hmm. therefore I have to go back and, and do re-edits. Um, I just don't want to get any kind of copyright claims on the videos, so sure. sometimes that definitely puts the video back a little bit. The problem with Live and Let Die was, I believe... The, the the video was long the movie is long and i think it was our video was almost the exact length of the movie right i think is what really tripped up youtube's like uh auto-generated yep. copyright and scanner I'm, or whatever it's called I'm, I'm fairly certain all of this is ai that's flagging these videos yeah. but i think mm-hmm. when you have a video or a podcast that's as long as the movie is right um they're thinking oh they're just putting this entire movie on youtube which is not right. what we're doing i mean there are channels out there that that put a lot more footage of movies in in videos than than we do right um, we're just kind of trying to do a running commentary but that mm-hmm. does set us back sometimes and with live and let die I split it into two episodes because that kept us from getting a copyright claim on it. So there are there are two parts to Live and Let Die. So if you do see there are two, you know, there's two different thumbnails. There's there's one with Bond on it. There's one with Baron Samandy on it. So there are two videos for the full episode of Live and Let Die. If you're curious, I'll leave them linked in the comment box below um, so you can find those there. If you've been kind of you know wondering what's going on, why is there only one? You know, why are you only talking about half the movie? Right. That that's the explanation. Well, and, and there's also it's it's led us to rethink a lot of the way we do this show. Right. Yes. I mean, you um, VHS files has sort of uh, changed some of the formatting for the show. And, mm-hmm. and we're we're going to be kind of switching things up a little bit going forward. It, it really hit me during the Honor Majesty Secret Service episode because that movie is just engraved in my brain where yep. I'm re-listening to it i'm like i'm literally just reciting whole scenes from memory and right. uh you know that's not necessarily the most exciting thing for a viewer to watch right and so right. so we're going to kind of mix things up a little bit do a little more um streamlined review. conversation about some yeah, of more the po- conversation less summary yeah. yeah yeah uh so i i think i think going forward our episodes may be slightly shorter we'll find out but uh, but I think we'll also uh, be a little more pointed and less like, hey, like it, right now, like listening back to uh, especially on Her Majesty's Secret Service, I feel like I'm very much doing a Chris Farley show kind of thing where I'm like, <laughs> hey, Josh, you you remember when Blofeld uh, <laughs> hypnotized all those girls? That was awesome. Like, <laughs> you remember when when Bond proposed to Tracy? <laughs> That was that was great. <laughs> yeah. That and we've gotten quite a few comments on yes. on Her Majesty's Secret Which Service. Which makes episode. sense. One of the most divisive films yes. in the series and in a movie that I think people are rediscovering. 
and divisive in the comments because you've got people in the comments also saying Lazenby is great. He's the best Bond. It's the best Bond movie. You've also got mm -hmm. other people on the other side of the coin that are saying Lazenby can't act. Lazenby didn't deserve to be Bond. Uh -huh. well, you know, it's it's here's it's, the thing. Both people are right because he's not good the whole time. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's the culmination of every aspect of Honor yeah. Majesty's Secret Service that really ropes that into being something special. Mm -hmm. You know, you do have a guy who's green coming in playing Bond, but it's a, you know, it's it's a little bit better than what we'd saw Connery doing in the past yeah. two movies. It was a breath of fresh air and the story is a little more compelling. We're actually seeing Bond and still still having a problem not cheating on his fiance, but sure. <laughs> right. So, again, there are we do have issues with Honor Majesty's Secret yeah. Service as well. But I think the I think the overarching uh, Blofeld's plan is pretty goofy, but and uh, but I it's leveraged by the fact that Telly Savalas is so fucking good in that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Diana Rigg is the be all end all Bond girl for me. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do adore that movie, but it was really cool to see people so passionate about it. Like, I I don't think you're wrong to say that that you know he's not the best actor to play bond and and I, I i totally get some of the criticisms but it's a movie that just like hits me in the heart every time right and this brings us to a, a, a comment that you know we've, mm. we've kind of jumped into the comments we do have an article we're going to talk about as well coming up uh -huh. but uh since we're talking about on her majesty's secret service i sent mm -hmm. this comment to you and, I, and this is kind of what sparked hey maybe we should do a comment uh, a listener comments episode yeah um, we've got one here from nostalgia gaming retro mm. and it says i used to get pretty confused with a lot of the things in the timeline pre-craig era the encounters with Blofeld not lining up, how old Bond was meant to be when Brosnan showed up, if indeed he uh, he was meant to be the same guy. Right, uh, which we, we've covered that fan theory on our episode on The Rock. Right. Um, he's heard the codename theory as well. Mm -hmm. um, but this person uh, says that he has come up with the multiverse theory. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, Which this is fun. I yeah. found kind of interesting. You know, he says, I know it seems like lazy writing or something comic books do, which you're, you're playing to the crowd here because we both love and read comic books. And I have a fucking comic book podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. and, and he says, uh, but this would make a lot of sense. In this case, Lazenby... Lazenby... <laughs> now I'm wondering how to pronounce it. Lazy boy. Um, Lazenby could have done all of the same things Connery did. We just never saw him do them, perhaps in his timeline. You only live twice hadn't happened yet in his timeline, per se, which I find That's pretty interesting. interesting. I mean, that that is totally fair because Onomasi Secret Service is a really mostly strict adaptation of the novel, which mm -hmm. the novel takes place immediately before you only live twice. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what he gets into here. He's like, you go through all the Bond eras this way and pick them apart. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the James Bond multiverse. Perhaps after Tracy's death, um, Lazenby's Bond, who was grief stricken, went into retirement. And that's why we never saw him again. If he says if Amazon, who owns the rights to the Bond franchise now, he thinks, wanted to, yes. um, you know, make a like a TV show or something like that, they could branch a timeline off of that with new stories and Lazenby could return to, to be like mm -hmm. a mentor at MI6 for new recruits like Kingsman style or something of that nature. So, Gosh. you know, in an effort for a new generation to take down the latest criminal organization, uh, he says he's not a, he's not a script writer, but clearly it could be one plausible way to connect these, 
these actors and these timelines mm-hmm. and make it, you know, a lot more cohesive. And I, you know, I, I commend you, uh, Nostalgia Gaming yeah, Retro, because that's, that's a very, awesome. very cool take on this. That's really fun. And, and you know, he's, he's right. Um, there are, there are references in later movies that sort of point to uh, Roger Moore being the same guy that that mm-hmm. that Blazenby and and Connery both played, but you could play with the idea, and there's still things that don't line up, right? Like Blofeld should recognize James Bond and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, there are. It's a it's a fun little brain teaser, right? Like there for the longest time, there was a theory up until Spectre came out. There was a theory that Daniel Craig's James Bond went through Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Then he went on every mission we saw in the previous films before Skyfall happened, which I, I still think is kind of a fun theory. Yeah. Um, the idea that this all happened, we just didn't see it, and it's still the same character. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of really fun fan theories out there. This is the first kind of compelling multiverse theory I've ever heard, and... Man, the idea of a of an elderly Bond training new recruits is yeah. very fun for me. I, I mean, that was kind of the fun ex- exercise of doing The Rock on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And and just, yeah, what would that be like? That would be super fun. Uh, speaking of The Rock episode, we talk yeah. about how that could be Sean Connery's Bond playing that character in that mm-hmm. movie. And uh, someone did cr- call out the 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 prom queen quote yes. that's in that movie. Yeah. Apparently in England, there, there are no proms to speak of. So the, he, he says the joke doesn't make much sense, but I don't know if it was taken in the right context, anything like that. But well. Yeah, the prom, the proms in in England is a is a very different thing. I mean, there's a there's the BBC proms, which are like these prominent concerts. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I admit to being uh, mostly ignorant of the the intricacies there. Okay, so we're gonna go to another negative for on Her Majesty's Secret Service here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Tim Buktu, which I'm sure is a, a fake name, but. Every now and then, someone comes along and sings the praises of Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I rewatch it and come to the conclusion that this was the worst Bond ever made. Yeah, I saw this one. Uh First and foremost, Lazenby laughed at Bond. That is unforgivable. Diana Rigg was perfect as Emma Peel. She was miscast in this. I don't agree with that. Disagree, yeah. Uh, But then I didn't watch The Avengers, so I don't have that to to compare to. I am am an Avengers fan Uh, i mean i actually i own a box set of all of the emma peel episodes i love diana rigg so much um i i can see i can see watching her performance in this and feeling something off just because that the chemistry with lazenby is not always there right um but i uh man i just i adore her so much yeah I, you know, you know, and again, this, this could be a generational thing. I, mm-hmm. I see great things in, in both of those things, the actors, yeah. uh, you know, the story, everything. And he says, uh, he says, Telly Savalas was also bad in this movie. Oh no. Okay. Says, Telly is a great American, big city, tough guy, but not an Eastern European supervillain. That's totally fair. He play he does not play Blofeld as written. He is fully doing. I think that is a completely fair uh, assessment. Like Telly Savalas is like the kingpin in this movie. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but I, I found that one interesting, you know, it kind of, yeah. 
plays against what we said about this. But again, you know, opinions. And I, vary. and I also think it's fair to have issues with with Lazenby for the fact that he sort of like shit on the series once he left. Like yeah. that was such a contentious break from from the franchise. Um, and, and, and the way that he sort of just dismissed the whole thing when he left totally makes sense that that would leave a bad taste in your mouth. I, I have a problem when I see a movie and I know that the actor kind of shit on the art form. I mean, it's yeah. one of the, it's one of controversial statement. It's one of my problems with the Joker movie, uh, is that, you know, direct the director, Todd Phillips has sort of like been very disdainful of comic books in general. Right. Uh, and so I'm always just sort of like, well, but you fucking made one of these. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I completely, and it's sort of put a bad taste in my mouth for that film. Uh, and, and I, I sort of, I, I fully see why that would put you off, uh, of George Lazenby. Um, that being said, I, I still really like him. I think he's one of those guys who he has no fucking clue what he's doing. Right. And because of that, he has no instincts. And because he has no instincts, he's just sort of giving an honest performance and yeah. it doesn't always work. You know, in some of the more, uh, you know, hard ass moments. I don't really totally buy him, right. but in the, in the romance scenes, there's something about him. That's just very innocent and pure mm-hmm. that I don't think we've ever really gotten from a bond, uh, except for maybe some of Dalton's scenes and some of Craig's scenes, especially in, in Casino Royale. Um, I, not to say that his performance is anywhere on the level of those two seasoned actors, but right. Um, right. You know, I, I don't know. There's something interesting about Lazenby to me, but I, I totally respect if it doesn't work for you. Sure. And, you know, just with it being the odd movie out, too, I mean, it's the only yeah. time we've seen a departure from someone not playing Bond for a long period of time or at least, mm-hmm. you know, at least two to three movies. You know, I know I know Dalton only did three two. Um, or two. Really I'm sorry, two. two. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's that's another part of bond that I'm interested to get to. Like I've, I am uh, so excited for you to see Timothy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and move on past on her majesty's. We, you know, we've creamed uh-huh. our pants about that one enough, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh, but I do wanted to highlight a couple of comments from diamonds are forever. Uh, we've yeah. got one here from Thomas Chaco says without a doubt, the worst of Connery's bond films and a foretaste of the crap to follow. Again, thanks, Guy Hamilton and Tom Mankiewicz. <laughs> wow. I don't know if we, it was we, their we'll fault. Be, we'll, we'll be talking about that in the next episode, <laughs> for sure. Um, not entirely wrong. I, I mean, I think... I no, I, you know what? I will say you are you are correct. Diamonds are forever is a fucking mess. It's a mess that I enjoy just because of how bizarre and, and weird it is. It's very camp. Uh, there's parts of that movie to me that feel very Batman 66. Um, it is a bad movie, though. I, I will be the first person to say diamonds are forever. Bad film. And and, and that's someone as saying that. As someone who liked it, I think a little bit more than Josh did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he goes on to say, you know, we went from On Her Majesty's Secret Service to this. Yeah, uh, right. And, and, uh, you know, he says Connery started sleepwalking back in Thunderball. And uh, he said he redeemed himself with Never Say Never Again. So we'll eventually get there at some point. 
Yeah. Uh, another another one here, and this is actually a positive for Diamonds Are Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from Howard Weber. I first saw Diamonds Are Forever opening day, 1971, December. Bless. Uh, he was 20 at the time. This is the one I kind of foreshadowed to earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, now you have to remember two things, he says. It had yeah. been four and a half years since Connery played James Bond. Right. And also how popular he was. When the gun barrel sequence came on screen, there was thunderous applause from the audience. Then yeah. when Connery appeared and said, my name is Bond, James Bond, the audience cheered and applauded. Hell yeah. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever has always been my top in my top five favorite Bond movies, along with On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Goldfinger, and Dr. No. I noticed that you said right. favorite, not best. There's a big difference there because there is no best. When someone says best, it's their personal opinion, mm-hmm. not mine or yours. Diamonds Are Forever may not be the best Bond film, but it's one of the most enjoyable for him. And that is the entire, that's my whole point. Yes. We, this show is not meant to be some kind of authoritative. This is, this is the law of James Bond. You know, Uh, we, we are coming at this as people who really enjoy this series and just Mm -hmm. want to talk about what's fun about it. And, and saying, you know, some of the ugly parts, but mostly like, this is a love fest. Like we, and 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 even like the worst James Bond movie, I I I still have a fun time watching. Yeah, uh, I think that's absolutely a valid opinion. And 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 you, and you can go back. I spend a couple of hours talking about why Diamonds Are Forever is such a fun, campy time for me, even though I recognize it's not uh, it's not a great movie. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's got Mr. Went and Mr. Kid. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Went and Mr. Kid in that one. There's, there's definitely things to enjoy. About I love Diamonds Jill St. John in that movie. She's so silly, but yes. I, I adore her. Keep leaning on that tutor, Charlie, and you're gonna get a shot in the mouth. You know the the problems I have with the character in that mm-hmm. movie. I you know I don't place on the actress. She's great in the movie. I think she's good. I think the character has some faults. And I mean she's the she's the dry run for Agent Goodnight, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which we will fucking get to next yep. time. Uh, another one. Okay, so we're gonna move on to a comment from Oh You Only Live Twice. Yes. And I, I I I have to say I kind of blushed a little bit when I read this one. So, oh wow! Uh, this okay. comes from Connor Freeman. He says you guys are outdoing the Bond community YouTube channels with these videos. Aww. Your enthusiasm is contagious, and it's so much fun to see these movies through new eyes for a change. Nathan oh, is the so per- nice. Nathan is the perfect expert to tour guide and accompany a fellow film lover through his awesome series. That's so, so nice. Yes, and like I said, thank I thank you. I was so happy when I saw that comment. So, yeah. Connor Freeman, thank you so much. I'm glad thank you're you. enjoying this. And, you know, that's been a lot of the fun for me. I kind of touched on it in the Connery rankings episode with The Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said at the beginning of this, I love just kind of seeing the, the the evolution of filmmaking through this. Yeah. And I point it out every time we talk about one of these Bond movies about how, you know, Christopher Nolan took this. Steven Spielberg took this. You know, if it wasn't for the Bond yeah. movies, we probably wouldn't have Indiana Jones. We wouldn't have Inception. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for all the faults that there are with this series, mainly due to the time period they were made, yeah. I absolutely see and respect what these movies are and how they helped film evolve over time. Absolutely. Uh, we we also got one comment on Honor Majesty's Secret Service that made me so a couple of comments of people just like, holy shit, I can't believe you guys feel this way about the movie that I yeah. do, you know, and yeah. that was really cool. 
Uh, it's been really, it's been really nice seeing all, all the, all the feedback we've gotten, but just, uh, that, that was so kind. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll end it off on one from, from Russia with love. Yeah. Um, we, we gushed about red Grant in that movie and how yeah. great of a goon he was, how great of a villain he plays in that movie. Uh-huh. It's my favorite Connery. Uh, Embran from YouTube has a different take on okay. Red Grant. He says, sure. as cool and deadly as Grant was, he ultimately uh-huh. ruined Kronstein and, by extent, Spectre's plan. Typical talkative villain, arrogant when one-on-one with his enemy under under his mercy. To his credit, this weakness didn't spell his doom because Bond won through tenacity and help of a hidden weapon. But again, Grant ruined the plan. Uh, Bond got the truth about Smirsh, not the big bad. Grant gloated over the English and the Russians pinned against each other and made for fools. Um, and then Tatiana having been betrayed, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he goes on and on, but you know, he, he apparently has some issues. He does praise Robert Shaw's performance in this movie. No, he, he's, he's but, not wrong. There's red Grant. His cockiness is his undoing, yeah. really. I mean, he, he didn't have to force that confrontation with Bond when he did. Right. And he just sort of gives up everything. He's totally right. I mean, he he also, you know, in doing these sort of uh, calculated assassinations, he's more showing off than actually fulfilling the mission. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and they recruited him to do this. It's mm. not like Smirsh, you know, it's not like he was, <laughs> right. bur- you know, he kind of went off on his own a little bit there at the end. And yeah, it's, it definitely makes sense. Um, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he's a, he's an ice cold villain in that. Yeah. Movie that- I, I think a lot of it is Robert Shaw's performance carrying that character for us. Cause there's not a whole lot in on the page, right? My orders are to kill you and deliver the lector. Oh, I do. It's my business. It'll be slow and painful. Right. And if you really want to talk about that, we talk about the tropes that are being developed within these movies as we go through them. You know, every villain, every big bad in these movies does the typical, I'm going to tell you my whole plan before things go bad. So, you know, to lay that on Red Grant, it's like, yeah, you can lay that on pretty much any of the, any of the villains in these movies. That's true. Yeah. But that's that's fun. I, I I like I like having it laid out like that. That's very true. That Red Grant kind of kind of fucks everything up for the bad guys in that movie, and then uh, dies terribly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, but we get that great train fight out of it. <laughs> train fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's the gist of the stuff that I picked out of the comments, yeah. the stuff that I thought would be cool to talk about, the things that I would kind of, the people that are kind of gloating over our show a little bit. It's nice to get a little bit of recognition yeah. from people that are watching. So thank you so much for all the, the comments everybody. and watching. We've, again, we're, we're blown away by the views and the comments totally. and all of the interaction we're getting over these episodes. So again, thank you very much. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and close out with an article that we mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we, we've been talking about all these. Off mic, yeah. Yeah, we've been talking about all of these issues with the movies and how times have changed. Things don't really, uh, you know, translate as well as they did in the 60s to, mm-hmm. to, to the 2020s. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you sent me this article, uh, Ian Fleming's estate backs controversial James Bond edits. Yeah. And so essentially, this is interesting. yeah, these sensitivity experts have been brought in to um, 
essentially rework passages of the Bond novels to make them more palatable for a re-release uh, for the character's 70th anniversary. Um, and quite and, namely, as you brought up in the Live and Let Die episode, and Live and uh-huh. Let Die is kind of the hot topic here, Live and Let Die was the main thing that was talked about in this article. Live and Let Die uses the N-word a ton in the book, and there are sequences in which characters speak phonetic ebonics and Mm -hmm. it's there's some stuff that's just very hard to swallow Uh, and that's the majority of the changes that are being made to the text where they're removing uh, a lot of racial uh, references from the books now uh, there's not really a, a clear answer yet of whether we're getting changes to some of the more sexually charged dialogue Mm-hmm. In the books, I mean, there's a there's a lot of stuff that Bond says in sort of monologue, internal monologue form in the books that are pretty upsetting yeah. <laughs> about about women. Uh, uh, in and uh, there's a there's a sequence in uh, like most prominently in the novel of the Spy Who Loved Me. There's a sequence where a, a character characterizes uh bond sleeping with her as almost like a sexual assault and she's enjoying it and that's not great <laughs> obviously nope. um uh and it, it's it's a lot of stuff that just like uh yeah it doesn't it, it it's it reading it kind of takes you back it takes like it, yeah. i was taken aback reading these books for the first time um that being said I'm always a little, look, I'm not a sensitivity expert. Right. But one of the things that I've appreciated about things like HBO Max or Disney Plus is presenting uh, media as it was originally created and adding a disclaimer for context. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm a little the idea of going back and essentially rewriting whole passages of Fleming's books. I don't know. I yeah. I don't I, I'm not a fan. I I I disagree with a lot of that man's uh views mm-hmm. as we will uh, you know as we have discussed and will continue to discuss throughout this series but uh yeah the the idea of just sort of re re re-envisioning re-revising um his text is is very i don't know it doesn't doesn't sit totally right with me and what's odd is the the fleming estate has essentially been like you know we think ian would have been on board with this and i was like i don't fucking think so of course i'm a certain age so that the whole thing's rather stale news to me but uh uh, I think it's unnecessary, really. I think you can convey. <laughs> like, I really don't. Um, you know, uh, uh, Fleming, uh, the similar thing just happened with Roald Dahl's novels. Roald Dahl, uh, a, a great writer, brilliant mind, but also uh, outspoken anti-Semite. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's weird that like, you have to reckon with these texts as they were written. Right. Um, I'm of two minds about this. On the one hand, I think... Yes, this text is outdated, but on the other, I'm uh, I get weird about censorship, so right. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I'm, and, I'm very, I think it's an odd, it's an odd conundrum. And from reading the article, you know, I, I, I went through it and I think it's mostly, it says, you know, it was announced that Fleming's books have been revised to omit racist language and a yeah. number of racial references. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll leave a link to the article in the, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that it's happening. And I, I, I do think it helps that the Fleming estate has signed off on it, but I mm-hmm. don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of curious about these kind of things because I, I enjoy, you know, some of the old Looney Tunes cartoons even are, oh, yeah. uh, you I know, mean, a, a hard sit, but they like, when you watch them on HBO, there was a, a disclaimer at the beginning. That's like the, you know, it was a different time. This is not, this is, hasn't aged particularly well. Even watching Dumbo, on a Disney Plus, there's yeah. a there's a disclaimer at the top, and I, I, mean, I it think takes, it, it helps to give those things context. It reminds me who this is also someone who's been in the limelight and controversial lately, but the Dave Chappelle uh, skit he does he did a, a long time ago. Yeah. Where he's talking about Pepe Le Pew, and he's like, and we watch a Pepe Le Pew, and I'm old now. I'm looking like, good God, what kind of fucking rapist is this guy? Like, take it easy. <laughs> So, like, yeah, there, there's things in children's cartoons that were not quite PC back in the 60s and sure. 70s. So, you know, and we watched that stuff on repeat, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's definitely something that's hard to swallow when you say we're going to we're going to change these nostalgic things from your childhood and your your your, you know, adolescence. But you've also got to you've also got to realize, you know, times are a changing, as Bob Dylan put it, you know. And it's it's the same approach that I think we have with this show, right? Like I I disagree with things that happen in these movies, and so it's worth having a conversation about them instead of just getting rid of them. Right. You know, uh, granted, there are things in those novels that I think are genuinely deplorable, but they're also artifacts. I don't know. It's a uh, it's a conversation that I think is bigger than the two of us. Yeah, big time. <laughs> But because we're a Bond show, I mean, some people may even say, and we may even get comments on this video, but hey, you're not reviewing the books, you're reviewing the movies. Well, That's it totally is, fair. It, yeah. is, it, it is the source material these movies are based mm-hmm. on, so it would be hard to not at least bring up Think about that, it. that yeah. source material and how it translates to film. That's what, totally. you know, it, it makes for the conversations we have about these movies. Let us know in the comments below. What, what do you think? I, like I said, I'll leave a link to the article in the in the. Uh, description box and uh if you have anything you want to let us know or talk about with us in the comments about please absolutely do that's what this whole episode was about is we want to interact with you we want to talk about james bond with you absolutely what problems you have what what you love what you don't like you know that's Mm -hmm. what this is all about and it's all again in good fun and these are just simply our opinions yes so and then we we totally realize that there's going to be disagreements but as long as we can keep it nice we're fine with that. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's really about it for this episode. I mean, this was a lot of fun. I've I've never I've never really been in a position with anything I've done. I've been in bands. I have two podcasts. Uh, you know, I do a lot of things that I that I hope I get interaction from people on. And this has been the thing that has been the most interactive so far. So it's been one of those where it's like. I've got to I've got to keep a mind about this and actually talk about it a little bit. And when people do come to us with problems or things they love or hate pros and cons, I definitely want to address that with them. So definitely. Thank you so much to everybody who has been doing that with us. And we, yeah. we as I said, you know, we we try to do this show 
when we can, as often as we can. Mm-hmm. We try to get them edited and out as quickly as possible. Uh, we don't want to put out anything that's not going to be entertaining for you. So, I mean, we put a lot of time and effort into these. So please just bear with us. You know, if we if we get spare time, we will do it. <laughs> we will do it as quickly as we can. Because just, it's a joy to do. It exactly. really is. We've got a lot more movies to go. There may be a point where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm over Bond, dude. Like this, <laughs> I'm done with this. Uh-huh. Uh, it may never come. It may, you know, we'll see. I mean, we still got a lot of a lot of Roger Moore movies yeah. to get through, and the uh, Pierce Brosnan era that I'm I'm kind of not looking forward to. I've heard bad we'll things, see. but mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. It may take a couple of years, but we will get there. Yeah. But again, uh, if you like this video, if you want to see us. Talk about more of your comments and whatnot. Please let us know in the comments below if you'd like us to do this from time to time. Um, We will be coming back as soon as we can with Man with the Golden Gun, the next one in the Roger Moore era. So uh, we're actually going to record that right after we get done with this here. But thank you so much for joining me on this, Nathan. Thanks for your opinions. Thanks for being the cue to my James Bond. It's my pleasure. My sincerest pleasure. And uh, until Man with the Golden Gun... Stay shaken. Never stood.